0: Are back, I can't believe it so quickly, too. No, no long layoff this time, Derek. We're right back on the mics,
1: yeah, for sure. So, yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, you can reach us out on the Twitters. You can find me, uh, Derek Kunimura at Derek underscore sucks.
0: I am David Berger. You can find me at Carl Jr. on Twitter. Find us at MP9 Tennis on Twitter. This is match point number nine, a tennis podcast. I'm going to kick it off. Derek here. You texted me earlier and I was a bit miffed. I feel like there's uh, a little bit of beef on tennis Twitter in general, just about how bad the coverage for tennis is. ESPN just disrespecting young Lorenzo Sinego with his win in Italy today by featuring a photo of (laughs) CC boss and not him in their article about his final
1: win. Yeah, I mean, since possibly wasn't even in that tournament. One thing that kills me is people who suck at their jobs. And another thing that kills me is people who don't care about tennis. And ESPN decided to do both this morning.
0: They checked both those boxes off for you, Derek.
1: Yeah, I've, I'm never going to forgive them for that.
0: That's a perfect example of why we're here, because tennis deserves better and we're we're working towards that we're pushing that rock up the mountain we're coming at this from a gambling perspective where we're going to be hitting money line winners growing the bankroll probably lose some too let's be real it's gambling but <laughs> um, as a part of growing tennis it's a good hook to get in. It's it's a great framework. It's a, a great way to look at the sport and a great way to engage with it because it's one player, there's one umpire. And he doesn't really do anything. And it's, there's a lot of consistency with that performance. Come along for the ride. We're growing this thing. ESPN, the disrespect, I still can't believe it.
1: Yeah, even ESPN, you guys come along for the ride, too. You might actually learn something about tennis. And you would. We get names wrong, too, but uh, we know what they look like. So, uh, yeah, you can learn a little... Thing or two from us, ESPN.
0: Yeah. Okay. I will say I will be butchering some names coming up. <laughs> um, moving on. Moving on from that little vent. How this works is uh, we kick off the show by looking back at the tennis week that was, and then a little bit later on we will look at the tennis week that will be. But we're gonna do a little recap here and look at it from a gambling perspective. Let's kick it off with ATP Marbella in Spain. And I'll just be honest, it was tough to watch. Both these tournaments uh, this week in Italy and Spain were tough to watch here on the West Coast in America. Uh, I think I, I only got to see, in Marbella, I got to see the Alcaraz matches because they were about 8 a.m. in the morning our time. But uh, we got Carina Busta. He's reigning supreme. In our last episode, we mentioned that we believed he would kind of roll through this thing, and he did. He got that points. He got that money. I know some people out there kind of look to fade Busta, A little bit concerns of his health, maybe. I heard some talk he's not that great on clay, which, okay. But he beat Ramos uh, in three sets at tiebreak in the semifinals. And then he won in three in the final against Munar, who played great all week. So a very solid tournament for Busta. And a lot to like moving forward for him. Derek, what did you think?
1: Yeah, I don't really know why people were trying to fade Busta. I mean, I get that he was injured. And we did discuss last week that we didn't know which Busta we were going to see. But like after the first round, you can see that He's pretty far removed from his injury that he sustained at the AO, and then he didn't perform well the tournament following that. And we did say that it was his tournament to lose, and well, he didn't lose it. So like after the first round, like you probably shouldn't have bet against him. You should have had your faith like full in him. So uh, I sure did. You did it as well, probably, right? Yeah, he was a
0: solid two dollar favorite all week long in all of his matches. He was a solid anchor in a parlay, a two leg parlay, and I think. You know, looking ahead at tournaments in the future, when you have a guy like that, like a booster, like we talked, where it was like his tournament to lose, I think just rolling the dice and and anchoring him in those parlays for the week is just a good strategy in general.
1: Definitely. And uh, yeah, going back to Alcaraz too, like I'm in the same time zone as you, so I didn't get to see much of it, but I did like watching him against Feli just to see those Spaniards go at it, just to see the older generation going against the new generation. Alcaraz actually won after losing the first set, but then uh still going back to Busta, the guy that's in the middle of the generations of those two guys. I mean, he's the guy that was, should have taken it all the way, and he did.
0: Alcaraz was almost a thing this week, Derek. We He almost became a thing. He made his first ATP semifinals. Young Carlos Alcaraz, the 17-year-old Spaniard, the next Nadal for some. He didn't quite live up a- to that billing this week as he got bounced in the semis but uh a lot of promise from him i thought he had a, a a blistering forehand he had some pretty killer drop shots this week a solid backhand uh he seemed focused and what i liked about carlos this week the most he definitely showed some showmanship he had some charisma out there i i, I in previous tournaments i don't know that i've seen that but he was he had the home crowd it was really pumping him up especially against uh rude and his match there uh rude we mentioned in the last podcast uh we questioned how healthy he was uh i actually looked back and i forgot he pulled out of ao as well and he didn't play in Miami so not sure how healthy Root is something to keep in mind as we go forward to next week in Monte Carlo we'll get to that Alcaraz and the crowds I mean it really pumped him up to victory and I feel like moving forward as crowds are now going to be coming in we need to be looking to that and some of these guys feed off the energy of the crowd uh, we saw that in the Australian Open with curios against Hugo uh, Umber you felt like Kyrgios really um he needed that crowd backing to get through that match
1: yeah definitely I did it for sure elevated his game. Um, He's just one guy that obviously needs some sort of emotional support when he's emotionally down. Just having people root for him, even though they, I felt like they were being just kind of rude towards Ugo Bear. Yeah, in the end, like, it really helped him pull through. Like, he needed breaks at certain times, and he was even asking the crowd for support when they weren't giving him the love after they felt like he was going to possibly lose the match. And just that little uptick that can just like, ignite a player. So like guy like Alcaraz, he's pretty dang young. Uh, definitely look way more comfortable here than he did in like south america last year and things like that when he was just starting out on the atp tour so uh, yeah monte carlo should be interesting for him
0: the crowds filtering in now are definitely going to be a factor in these matches so that's something to consider early on here especially if you're watching a match and you're seeing you know the crowd has favorites um and they're not just they're not always um the hometown guys or the home country guys keep that in mind uh, as we look ahead to, to more tournament play i think that's all we got um <laughs> For Marbella, right now, so let's uh move on to another tournament that we didn't really get this. I probably saw even less <laughs> of this
1: one. <laughs> ATP Cayette caete We're gonna go roll Cayetti. If somebody from Cal C A G L I A R I is listening, you can hit us up on Twitter and let us know how to really say it.
0: The ATP stop in Italy, uh, uh yeah, saw even less of this one. Lorenzo Sonego, he came out on top, he caught a good wave in the tournament final against Laszlo. Jera after dropping the first set winning the second set and the third set to win this tournament and also win the wave of the week For new listeners and old listeners alike, the wave of the week is spotlighting a player who caught a nice wave and rode it to success. Tennis is a wavy sport and success comes in waves. Senego took advantage of that this week in Italy, his home country. We picked the wrong Italian in this one. We had Musetti on last pod, but I boarded Senego this morning. As the dog in the final, that cash, big win for the board. The board is back. Last couple nights, been out there, so check it out. MP9 Tennis on Twitter. going to put some free plays up there for you. Here was my analysis of the final. There was two men in them, but only one of them had beat Djokovic in the last year. So I went with the guy who did that.
1: Yeah, not not a bad play. Uh, he's You said we picked the wrong Italian to win. Uh, we did that. We actually picked also the wrong Lorenzo to win. I still think that Musetti is better than uh, Senego, especially on clay. But I mean, you got to hand it off to Senego for actually winning and beating Djokovic last year, which I felt like was a fluke. But I mean, you still have to be good enough to even make that a fluke in the first place. So, uh, yeah, good on him.
0: Yeah. And uh, his final counterpart, Laszlo Jera. I mean, this guy is great on clay. Just something to keep in mind because he kind of he bounces around in tournaments uh he finds himself in challengers sometimes on clay while the tour is going on somewhere else just a guy to always uh have an eye on when it's clay season
1: yeah definitely all right you want to jump over to uh charleston or
0: real quick let's uh let's nail fritz again we
1: (laughs) (laughs) we always got time to nail fritz so let's do it
0: Taylor it a.k.a. the Poke Bowl, a.k.a. Taylor Fritz. Uh, we we've just continue to be spot on with this guy. He wins some matches and then gets beat. He lost to Jarrah uh, in the semis here. But uh, you know what? As an American, I have to say he is at least he shows a little bit of flair on Clay.
1: Yeah, I didn't expect him to be pretty decent at Clay. But yeah, he played pretty well here and then didn't play well here. You said that we're pretty spot on, continue to be spot on with fritz he just consistently kind of sucks so it's not that hard to predict what he's going to do at these tournaments
0: and with that let's move on to wta charleston this one was a weird one pretty loaded field on the heels of the miami open we had Barty, we had kinnan we had muguruza all those three ladies uh were We're not in the final. No. Um,
1: they weren't even close.
0: Not even close. Uh, we picked Muguruza. She retired after being upset, so that she must have been really hurt. Kinnan continued to struggle. And then uh, Barty, I don't know. I, I feel like she, as we spoke about, I questioned how much of her heart was in it, not to take away from the player that beat her. But
1: yeah. Like last week, we predicted that she just wasn't going to go back to back. We just didn't know where she was going to lose. She lost in a spot where she was a minus 500 to win. This was like a tournament that was healthy for our time zone. But uh, I don't know. After those three kind of lost, I just kind of lost interest. But I did watch a few Sloan Stevens matches, and it was pretty interesting. I mean, we all know how bad she just tailed off over the last couple of years. Yeah, she seems like she has a little bit of an uptick. So I guess keep an eye on her.
0: Yeah, Sloan will probably still tend to be um, faded by odds makers. So if her you know, her play continues this level, you can get a good price on her. She's not a bad bad play. And then speaking of American tennis players, Coco Goff, young Coco, she seems to be on the rise here. She had a great week.
1: Looks like she has a more consistent game now. Uh, she doesn't look like she's going to lose my entire bankroll again. Like she did last year, one time. Uh, but yeah, she her serve is a lot more consistent than what I've seen in the past.
0: Yeah, and uh, she double faulted. Forget which match it was, but she double faulted in the second. She had won the first. She was in the second. She double faulted for match point um, to get broke. And uh, but then she broke back and won a tiebreak. So it was um, a lot of resiliency displayed by Coco. And she is competitively priced. She is. N- Definitely not someone who is getting, uh, you know, you have to lay $3 or anything like that. So Coco, let's uh, keep it up and uh, let's want some money with you. Yeah,
1: Coco's definitely a live bet. Yeah, she's definitely a live bet. She's uh, just got that headline name. So odds makers are all up on that. Keep an eye on her live because she's going to be pretty down at one point and you can probably catch her, but you just got to root for her to get back. And that's going to be quite the sweat. So, Veronica Kudermatova ended up winning the whole thing. Uh, good on her. She uh, cruised in the final. 6-4, 6-2. Um, Let's see. I wish I had something interesting to fucking say about this.
0: No, we don't. We banged on ESPN for <laughs> their poor coverage. And we have some pretty poor WTA coverage. So, it's a bad look on us. Uh, we'll look to improve that as we go along here. But, uh, Derek, that was... The tennis week that was, let's look at the tennis week that will be. We're going to Monte Carlo, the ATP 1000 in Monte Carlo, the Rolex Masters. This is exciting. Another great reason to love tennis is these beautiful locations. It's an absolutely gorgeous venue, and you're going to see this on TV, and that's how it is year-round, just these beautiful stops on the tour it's like you're on vacation while you're working have it on the background take a look you you can imagine yourself there but Derek it is supposed to rain all week and this is going to be a major factor
1: yeah because I didn't know the the weather report for that um yeah it is a nice spot this place is like one of my favorite ones I like Acapulco too the backdrop of it looks amazing
0: yeah just get a nice uh April spritz just get a spritz and (laughs) watch some serves gosh (laughs) Got to get there.
1: All right. So let's take a look at this bracket.
0: All right. Let's run through this draw, Derek, for sure.
1: Okay. So I got Djokovic just going to the final. I'm just going to pen that one in. Just him and that dude on the very bottom of this bracket. Actually, no. The dude on the very bottom of this bracket is Daniel Medvedev. But you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Nadal. So do you see anything stopping those? No. uh, In fact, we should just add in a chalk sound
0: effect. I don't know what a chalk sound effect would be. But uh, this draw is extremely chalky because it's set up for Joker and Nadal, and I don't see anything stopping that.
1: Novak's biggest hurdle here might be a second round matchup against Sinner. You got a third round matchup, possibly against her cats. And then um, after that, I think he's got a pretty easy route to the final. So yeah i don't know i feel like you kind of just know if djokovic is going to make it to the final after the first or second round
0: yeah nadal has a bit of a tougher road because he's projected to play rublev in the uh quarters but rublev in these spots he's not great (laughs) so nadal should have no problem with them and then yeah (laughs) i got a little surprise in my semis not that big of a surprise but uh, we can get to that. But I got Nadal and I got Nadal winning it all. It's it's Nadal season.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it is Nadal season. Some people call it the clay season, but it's definitely the Nadal season. OK, so let's take a look at this a little more under the microscope. We got Sinner beating uh, Ramos Vignoles. I'm pretty sure you got that, too in the first round yeah let's check Uh, the
0: price on that actually
1: uh center is a minus 275 uh minus three and a half games would give you a minus 125
0: all right here's the thing ramos is a very weird player he projects to be a decent clay player but he got beat by alcaraz in his very first atp match so (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think center is only a two dollar 25 favorite Uh, if you want to package him in a parlay i think that's a solid leg
1: yeah that's what i would go with i wouldn't feel too comfortable at the three and a half games because you don't really know which Ramos ramos vanillas you're gonna get uh he's just a older crafty player that can put things together and surprise people so yeah i don't really think that's like a, an easy play just to do so i would stick with the possibly a parlay play
0: agreed and then uh, we have podcast favorite dan evans playing Leovich. i have evans moving on here
1: yeah i got evans moving on as well he's an underdog for this i believe too right plus 140 oh yeah that's gonna be a board play yeah so that sounds like a fun one so i'm gonna stick that in a (laughs) non-parlay
0: i mean evans was a musetti was a three dollar favorite and i think evans was (laughs) plus 400 or something like that we had a good laugh about that on the last podcast but i feel like evans did pretty well it went to three sets went to a it was break, close. Right? yeah it was close it was close evans showed some life and you know what he dogged doubles play in the past now he's a a routine doubles player so he's having success in doubles so he's playing with confidence and I, leo <laughs> leo isn't someone that i'm that scared of uh i would shoot my shot here plus 140 with dan evans
1: Yeah, I would do the same thing. Um, Speaking of doubles, though, he's back with uh, Scoopski that he went to the finals with at Miami. So check that out. Like, you probably might get some decent odds unless the odds makers caught on to that.
0: Nice. You know, there's an only doubles podcast out there, Derek, I discovered.
1: (laughs) Are you serious?
0: Yeah. Yes. That's like super niche. I mean, we thought we were niche. (laughs) I mean, that's 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 niche. Uh,
1: I'm going to start a mixed doubles podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's going to be a lot of content.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are looking for that. People are just begging for that mixed doubles <laughs> podcast.
0: Are people looking for this podcast? They should be. <laughs> they will be. All right, Derek. Next one is Her Catch, who is a $4.50 favorite over Fabiano. So, And I got Her Catch moving on
1: pretty easy here. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Four dollar favorite. Yeah, that that's accurate.
0: Fabiano, I believe qualified in, and then I think he got bounced kind of early in the previous tournament as well in Italy.
1: So who do you got against with the hercats and the Evans matchup?
0: Oh, you know what's actually kind of nice with Her catch here is uh, winning two sets to zero is only a dollar fifty. So okay, minus one fifty. So that's not a bad play if you're looking for something to if you fiending to, to lay something on that match. Okay, okay. so we
1: got Hercats lining up against Evans in the second round.
0: Yeah, and then I got Herc moving on from, from Evans. I, I, he's yeah, me playing too well right now.
1: Yeah, and Evans doesn't have that great of a clay record. I mean, you can use that as an argument about why Lajovic would win in the first round against him, but yeah, I have a good feeling that Evans is going to win that just based upon uh, the assessment of how he played in the first round. Uh match last week against Lorenzo. Yeah, so, that's
0: definitely some clay pricing right there. I think if it was on hardcore, Evans would be the favorite.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's how I would feel. Um, so then you got her cats obviously losing to Novak in the yeah. third round.
0: Yes, which is tough. I mean, look, Miami actually was a real um eye-opener because <laughs> it, there was a, a few ways to draw that up, how that was gonna go. Now it's like, oh, with Nadal and Joker. As we already said, it's just Chalk City, baby.
1: Yeah, despite Miami being a, a 1,000 tournament, it's <laughs> not like the best players did not show up to play.
0: All right, well, moving on, we got Goffin already beat uh, Chilich in a battle of who could care less. Um, <laughs> shout uh, out to Ben Fold. That was a Ben Fold uh, special right there. That's um, like a,
1: a match that's going to be on the Champions Tour in like a, like a month.
0: Yeah. Comfer, bested Trechinato. And so we got a goffin Comfort match here. Comfort I believe, went pretty deep in Acapulco on hard, and I believe he's more a clay player than a hard court. So he's got some mojo going, and Goffin does not have mojo going. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I got comfort moving on from there.
1: Same, yeah. Uh, Confer's a pretty decent clay player, and Golfman is a below average tennis player, so I'm going with Goffin. I mean, sorry, I'm going with Comfer,
0: yeah. This is uh practice for his uh UTS days this summer. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the he's got to get ready for UTS season,
1: <laughs> that's gonna be like his only money maker. <sighs>
0: I mean, what's annoying, though, is he does win matches. <laughs>
1: he he does. I mean, he's good enough to win some matches, so he's going to win here and there. He I just don't think he's, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like he's just kind of a pretender at this point.
0: Yeah, I will say, the I mean, if the court is super slow, he can, like, get around
1: the court a little bit more. Yeah, his court coverage is nearly the best in the entire ATP, but I think he just gets overpowered a lot.
0: All right, so then we got... uh, Now, this is one that I would love to uh, hear your pick because this was tough for me. We got recently crowned ATP 250 champ Lorenzo Conego versus uh, Fucevic, who has been... He's had a great 2021 so far. So this is a match uh, that is maybe just stay away because I really don't know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, same. Like, I I don't mean... I don't know how to pick this one because... Fucevic has only been losing to Rublev this year, and Senego <laughs> uh, just proved how good he was on clay. Um, but still, he just went pretty far in the tournament. Um, I don't know if him being tired is really a factor. He's a pretty young dude, so I think he can rub cover pretty quickly. Uh, but I still think he has the upper hand on Fucevic. So I'm moving Senego on. I don't feel fully comfortable with it, but that's my pick. I'm not betting on that.
0: We uh, are aligned there. I also moved on Senego And speaking of fatigue, I would place the fatigue factor on Fuchovic, who's not a spring chicken. Not that he's that old, but he's been playing a lot. He's been traveling traveling a lot. I'm factoring that into my handicap here and why I moved on Senego because it could be a spot where, you know, he just, it's, Sinego's just a, a guy that gets him.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I found that matchup. To be pretty damn interesting. So, the next matchup is, I think, even more interesting. You got Senego against Zverev. Zverev, for me, is just in that little moment that you see every single year where he seems like he can't find a win. So, how do you see him here? Even though he did win in Al um Yeah, I don't know. I I just don't see him beating Senego for some reason.
0: I got uh, Zverev moving on from Sonego. By the way, okay. we should talk about Sonego. If we both liked him and he's plus 135 on the money line against Fujovic, so.
1: Ooh. All right. It's worth considering. And the guy's yeah, it's hot. Worth like... considering, but yeah, I don't feel comfortable with it. I I'd, yeah. I'd rather take Evans at plus 140. Yeah. So, if you're looking at a an underdog play, I would still take the Evans one. I would stay clear of this whole uh, Fuchevich Sonego bet.
0: Going back to uh, Zverev I think he's, I mean, after he dumped last time, I just don't see him exiting quickly. I got him beating
1: Comfort. I just Wait, feel like he gets. I, I,
0: got, I got him beating uh, Sanego, and then I got him beating Comfort, too.
1: Okay, see, that's where I'm like, I got Sanego just beating Comfort just because whoever wins that Senego Zverev match is going to beat Comfort, in my opinion. So I guess I just had Sanego moving on and then eventually losing it to, to Djokovic. Djokovic
0: whoa whoa are we gonna have we have a potential Joker Senego rematch on clay uh
1: potentially he's gotta win what is that yeah. three matches so I don't know after just winning what four or five
0: yeah but that's kind of exciting that that could happen there's a lot of possibility you know what it's chalky but there's some fun possibilities out here
1: yeah tennis channel will love to eat that one up but they probably won't
0: no yeah no they'll they'll probably be promoting <laughs> uh <laughs> some (laughs) Coco
1: Vanderway match at Charleston 2.
0: Yeah, Shelby Rogers might be on, so (laughs) they'll probably... uh...
1: (laughs) I swear, if they play one Coco Vanderway match, I'm going to be really upset. Hey, don't forget to buy TC1 if you want to see any match that you want to watch and don't like Shelby Rogers matches. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, Shelby Rogers doesn't even want to watch herself play.
0: You're saying that uh, a replay of yesterday's WTA play is not ideal when there's live semifinals going on?
1: No. I I mean, I I don't mind that they're playing those matches, but, I mean, they just kind of play those matches when there's pivotal points in other matches, and there's, like, good matches going on that are more evenly balanced. Well, then, watching, I don't know, (laughs) yeah, Shelby Rogers play anybody. It's just like... uh yeah, I get she's American. Great. But uh, yeah.
0: A lot of Shelby Rogers on the tennis channel.
1: <laughs> uh... Tennis channel.
0: Well, I guess, I mean, as I tweeted to shout out to Craig Shapiro, who didn't engage with me when I replied to him, <laughs> but uh, he he was the one that was really beefing on Twitter about uh, and, and his own tennis podcast, but about tennis channel, not showing live matches. And I get it from a, listen, go to our Tennis Channel Plus package. That's why we have it. That's why like, we have a price point for it because there's stuff on there that you can't get on our normal channel. But when you have someone who's labeled literally the next Nadal playing, (laughs) I don't get why you would not (laughs) be advertising the shit out of that and also (laughs) stream it on your regular network.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he was from America, yeah, maybe they would actually play it but they only want to highlight the american players who also aren't very good at tennis so i feel like fans that watch the tennis channel want to watch good tennis but tennis channel thinks they just want to watch american tennis players
0: i mean just give us some live tennis how about that too
1: frustrating all
0: right moving on let's look at uh here's another insane matchup and you were you, you nailed it saying it was equally interesting with Musetti versus Karatsov the tennis terminator sent back from the future to dominate tennis in 2021 who do you have in this one Derek
1: uh, yeah I took Musetti obviously got a love for Karatsev. I just don't know how good he is on clay obviously I've never seen him because it seems like no one's seen this guy up to uh, the AO so I got Musetti moving on I mean he's just a boss on clay so couldn't overlook that and then I got him lining up in the following round against Tsitsipas.
0: I have Karatsov, but I, I want him Okay. Okay. <laughs> what do you got? What
1: does your findings tell you?
0: Karatsov is a freaking boss on clay. <laughs> you don't say. Yes. He lost a quarter on clay. That was his last loss. That was uh, qualifying for the French Open. Before that, he won 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14 clay wins in a row in 2020.
1: Uh, any notable wins?
0: Uh, Stan Walrinka was one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I believe Musetti beat him as well last year, too.
0: I mean, there's a lot of challenger guys,
1: but. Yeah,
0: I can see that. At the same time, Karatsev is currently only minus 125. He's only
1: a $1. 25 favorite. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm playing Karatsev. Okay, Uh I would go the other way, which means I'm just not going to bet this one. Actually, I'll, I'll take the over on that. Oh, over 22 games? Not bad. Y- yeah, it's a minus 120. All right, so we're split on
0: that one. We've been relatively simpatico so far, but moving on. Okay, so then we got Ugo Boss versus Millman. Mm. Hugo Umber. He's almost a 2 dollar favorite against Millman.
1: That's that's accurate. So, what what, think, what do
0: you think about a Umber uh center parlay, parlay, right?
1: Yeah. I'm liking that. I was just thinking the same exact thing. So, I would throw those two together. Let's
0: see what kind of odds we get with that. Hold on. A little over even money, plus 108.
1: Yeah, I'd be pretty confident in that.
0: I was hoping it would be like plus 125, you know. <laughs> A little bit more. But yeah, I would be pretty confident in that as well. Now, this next one is a tough one for me because I like both of these players. We got FAA Felix and then Christian garin who has been stinking up 2021 20, minus the one tournament he won, which was not exactly a stacked field. I have Felix moving on. He's been training with Nadal's team, by the way.
1: Yeah, I know. We're not simpatico on that. Uh, so Uncle Nadal took over Felix uh on the coaching staff right uh, yeah. i guess he had to do something with his game i mean homeboy even got dropped by nike rocking adidas now game kind of just going down wait yeah. is that
0: true he got dropped by nike
1: yeah he's not rocking nike anymore the hardcore went all in on chapo so Oof. they think yeah I, I don't think either of those two guys are gonna win a slam maybe ever but maybe, do you think Felix has a chance now or a better chance? Like Uncle Tony didn't really have a challenge last time coaching somebody to uh, a 20 Grand Slam wins. To win a slam, Felix? Yeah, eventually. Uh, that'd be tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely weren't confident by any means to say yes. I mean, or who is, no. who, 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 I mean, which means it's a no. No, I mean, no,
0: maybe if like everyone died and then, and then, yeah, everyone ranked ahead of him died, and then uh, he would just like walked over to the title, then yes, yeah,
1: he like ended up playing Shelby Rogers in the final or something like that. Like, then maybe he would have a no, chance. we might get and, a set though, and we might actually get to watch that on TV.
0: Oh, uh, but back to um
1: but I got Gareen moving on. All right. Well he is
0: a clay guy, even though he's claims to be a hardcore guy, but he's clearly a clay guy.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty Felix. hesitant on that. I wouldn't touch it for betting wise. I, I don't know. I had to pick somebody. <laughs> so I'm going with Gareen. FAA is a dollar fifty favorite. So if you like
0: Gareen, chase that plus one twenty five on him. I i think that Felix is a better player than Gareen, but uh-huh. And Garin has not played well this year, minus the one tournament that he beat like a bunch of essentially like bodies.
1: <sighs> yeah. Faye is a better player. Green's a better clay player. So I, that's the only reason why I leaned on green It's just because it's on clay. And who do you got winning? You got Faye and Ugo in the next round. So who'd you go with that?
0: I got FAA moving on.
1: Yeah. So I got green moving on too, just because I don't really think that Ugo's game would translate to clay very well. All right, so let's let's um, lay this
0: out then. So then we got so okay, so we got CC Poss then who got a, a, a buy and he's playing Karatsev. Or you got Musetti. Yeah. Wow, we're, this I is got a- Musetti. This is a second Yeah, this where part
1: we're... of the draw is pretty It's it's hard to pick.
0: But I have CC Pots moving on and playing FAA.
1: Yeah, I got CC Pots versus Green
0: in the round of 16. Uh-huh. And then I got CC Pots moving on to the quarters.
1: Yeah, so do I.
0: However, you know, well, uh, it's a lot of ways to slice that part of the bracket. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, and I don't really think that CC Pots is really a shoe in in that one either. I don't think he's ever a shoe in after <laughs>
0: <laughs> the recent tournaments.
1: Yeah, he went pretty far at. Al pogo or right? made it to the final. Yeah, where he lost um, as a heavy his,
0: favorite in the final. And then he got Zverev. Yeah, and then her cash just sent him home in Florida.
1: So, yeah, he's had some time to rejuvenate, so maybe. But I'd still pick him over green. According to
0: sure. uh, according to the real freeze, um, uh, Steph is a great clay player. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that?
1: Uh, no, but <laughs> that says a lot that he's not a great clay player right
0: i don't i mean he's just a good tennis player i don't know that he's like a clay that clay does anything for his game
1: yeah i don't think he's a specialist at anything
0: all right Derek. we have quali winner alexei Poprin, who's quickly becoming a podcast favorite we love this guy we love pop he's playing andruhar um now spaniard on clay tough tough matchup but i got pop moving on again yeah me too uh, what's up with uh, people picking halfman over him today I mean it th- they're really like in love with the surface the surface seems to be the defining thing for all of tennis gambling Twitter which makes sense I mean it's a, it does
1: factor in heavily but have you watched and play this year he's way better yeah. than Hoffman <laughs> yeah like I said before it's like popperin gets coached by Patrick Mortegaal it's like you you don't take on Patrick Mortegaau as a coach if, if you don't want an all-around like game so that guy just because he hasn't played much clay doesn't mean he doesn't practice on clay
0: what's poppin trending at right now
1: he's actually a favorite this time and he was a dog this morning yeah they've they have flipped that over so yeah he's a dollar 50 favorite i, I mean I, I would lay the dollar 50 parlay that with her cats if you want he has a kind of an interesting draw section of his draw so yes
0: so we got Pella from Argentina and then the Frenchman
1: Luca Puy I'm going
0: with the Ar- Argentinian here moving him on so I got Pop versus Pella and then I got Pop
1: moving on to the round of 16 yeah I have a coin flip with uh, Pella and Puy. Uh, I just went with Puy but yeah I have him eventually losing to Poprin anyway in the second round we love Poprin this is just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's good he is okay. good. Now, here's a, another interesting match. Uh, Dubitavich Fokina versus Hour. Uh, Fokina is the favorite.
1: Yeah, I saw that, and that was eye-popping. You can get Alex Demonour as a plus 120. I would have picked Demonour without seeing those odds, but I want to throw in a huge caveat that I've, I've lost several team in or bets over the past uh, six months.
0: Well, so is everyone because he keeps losing. He's he's not trending well, and this isn't a great spot for him against uh, Fukina, who I who is a good all-around tennis player.
1: But it's also not a good matchup for
0: Davidovich Fukina either. Agreed. I mean, the, I mean, he's playing a a player who's ranked way higher than him, uh, who's mm-hmm. a more accomplished player. I tend not to factor rank in at all in uh, in, in these picks. But might be a good spot to see the value on the much higher ranked player. It's a good get right spot, that's for sure. It's like you finally got a good price on him. He's been a heavy favorite in every match that he's lost. So he's trended himself down to an underdog where he should probably be the favorite here. So it's a good spot if you want to play uh, Demon
1: Yeah. I mean, I am. I do like him as a player. So part of that is a fun bet for me. I'm going to be taking Demon 120. But like I said, with that caveat that I have been hosed on several <laughs> demon bats this year.
0: How many matches has he lost in a row? I'm curious. He's lost three in a row and four of his last five. And he's, he's lost one, two and six of his last
1: nine. Yeah. See, I keep betting that that streak is going to end. And I just kind of keep being part of the streak. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: good good spot here to win some some of that money back at a, at a plus value
1: yeah so my bet is probably a what they call a revenge bet
0: i got fukina moving on but it doesn't really matter fukina or demon i i have barrettini beating either of those guys i don't know how you have that
1: yeah i actually have him losing to demon again oh yeah so but either way what do you have you have the next round you got a uh, poprin and barrettini then yes did you go with poprin
0: no, I went with Berrettini.
1: Oh, okay. This is a yeah. good
0: spot. I feel like this is a good spot for Berrettini to, to make some noise, to have a nice little run. Yeah, he's like a,
1: a quietly good guy. I don't know if that means he's a good human, but I mean, he's a quietly good tennis player. He's like just kind of forgettable, but he's... you shouldn't forget about him.
0: I got him actually going all the way to the semis. Mm.
1: Okay. Oh, so you have him beating like uh Sitsy Poss then, right? Yeah. Oh, dang. Okay. So yeah, I had like Sitsy Poss, I guess, beating Popperin. All right. That part of the draw is pretty chalky, (laughs) as you would say. The undercards are a little unpredictable,
0: but the top, (laughs) it feels like the the top guys are are what's going to win out.
1: The headliners are going to win out. Yeah, it's too hard to, I'd say, predict what's going to happen right here because it's probably the first clay tournament for a lot of these guys too of the season. So keep an eye on our Twitter for uh, those like third and fourth round bets. For sure. All right, Jarek, let's uh move a little bit quicker here on the bottom half. All right, Jarek,
0: I have a fun little fact for this next one. Uh, well, Rublev is in a, in a bye, but he's going to play the winner of Caruso or Katarina, Lucas Katarina, who has lost seven clay matches in a
1: row. So, <laughs> <laughs> so why did he get a wild card Popper and Popper has to go through the qualifiers? I, that's some ATP stuff right there. So I have Caruso
0: moving on, and I think Caruso is a pretty heavy favorite, actually
1: yeah so. i would take caruso as well
0: and then he, caruso but it doesn't matter because caruso will then lose to rublev in the next round
1: obviously um,
0: and then pedro martinez versus tommy paul i obviously had picked the spanish guy over the american guy on clay <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, i took tommy paul oh yeah i mean this it's is gonna a st- be a f- gonna be a featured match on tennis channel <laughs> <laughs>
0: tommy got bounced pretty early in the last clay tournament last week man
1: yeah um yeah, yeah, I don't really have any favoritism towards Tommy Paul. She Martinez
0: was, is a lucky loser,
1: exactly. So that's the only reason why I picked Tommy Paul to win.
0: Martinez is okay.
1: Yeah, I've actually never seen him play. To be honest, let's take a look at Taylor Fritz versus RBA Roberto Bautista Gu.
0: Yeah, that seems like a weird first round matchup to me. I feel yeah. like they're both their ranks deserves lesser opponents.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's unfair for both of them. And I think it's a little more unfair for Taylor. So I got RBA moving on.
0: I got Rublev versus Agu in the round of 16.
1: Yeah, same. And then who do you got winning that? I got Rublev. Same.
0: Rublev Nadal is inevitable, I feel, in the quarters. Yeah, that's how I see it. But back in the first round here, we got Grigor Dimitrov versus um, Derek's favorite player, John like <laughs> Truth. I just can't quit you. <laughs> I actually picked Grigor to move on here.
1: Uh, I did as well. I'm going to go against my adopted boy, John Leonard Struf. Yeah, I'm going to come back to earth on this one. I'm going to stop writing Struf for absolutely no good reason. (laughs) And I'm going to go with Logic here and take Dimitrov.
0: I was actually looking up Dimitrov's recent clay play, and he's got some decent wins.
1: He's got decent wins all over his entire career. It's just... uh, Yeah, he
0: beat Sinner on clay recently. Yeah. He beat Leovich on clay last year.
1: Yeah, he's capable of doing a lot. He just doesn't have any tallies in the Grand Slam column just because I think he just grew up in the wrong era.
0: Head-to-head-wise, Stroop actually leads, but 2-1.
1: Yeah, not that great of a reference, I don't think. I agree. Okay, so we got Chardy versus Bublik. I'm going with Bublik.
0: I moved it um, on Bublik as well. And I actually think Bublik, I think I like his price as well. Hold on. Yeah, he's the underdog against uh, Red Hot Chardy. I'm, 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 I'm taking Bublik plus 110 all, all day, every day. Yeah, I'm in on that one.
1: This is the thing,
0: too, is like Chardy's had such a great 2021 that he's now, I feel, being overvalued by odds makers.
1: Yeah. I mean, considering the fact that he's the favorite in this, I feel like he's... <laughs> well, they've probably been taking a bath on him, so they're like, screw this for sure i'm taking public no matter what all right so we got del bonus versus manorino
0: yeah this is going to be a pretty easy win for del bonus um manorino is not a great clay player Del bonus is he, yeah i feel like he mainly plays on clay
1: <laughs> um, yeah i'm taking del bonus but it doesn't really matter for either of those two guys if you're looking at how far they're going to go in the tournament because in the following round, they got to play Rafa.
0: The bonus is a $3.25 favorite against Man I'll tell you what, Buplic Nadal, if we get that, which I hope we do, that'll be fun just from a spectacle standpoint because I feel like Bublik will do something I don't know funny or interesting (laughs) he's he's got some charisma and and against Nadal who's like all eyes will be on that match as he's like the the premier guy here so I I look for Bublik to to bust out some (laughs) an underhanded serve or something
1: yeah that would be pretty damn fun to watch unfortunately I got Bublik losing to Dimitrov. So I got Dimitrov versus Nadal. I'm, Nadal, I, I, Nadal I, just I, smashes, by the way.
0: What, what do you think? I wonder what his odds are 2 0. Like, if you like just bet Nadal 2 0, like the entire 2-0. run,
1: that's probably your cheapest price on him <laughs> until the 2 0. The entire run. His uh, future just to win the tournament is minus 125. I was actually thinking it might be more. If you parlayed every single one of his matches, I wonder what that would come out to be. But minus 125 for the entire tournament.
0: Let's keep it moving here. Uh, bottom half of the bottom half. Schwartzman is going to play the winner of Kaspar Rude or Holger Rune. Uh, I believe there's some historic context here because uh, I think Casper Rude's dad and someone related to Rune played each other in the past. So oh, it's really? like, yeah, there's like some lineage going on here.
1: That match is sponsored by 23 and me or something.
0: <laughs> yes. I wish we were sponsored by 23andMe because that'd be a great segue. Speaking of, <laughs> if you want to sponsor a podcast, please reach out. I like Rude. If he's I mean, he doesn't seem to be healthy. And Rune is a great clay player. He won the the juniors French. He lost to Quan last week, which I think Quan is underrated. So I don't think that's a such a bad L. He was the heavy
1: favorite. So I still got Rude in this. Uh, I got faith in him that he's gonna beat. This is a little teenager. Rude's just a good clay player, too. So I mean, I think you can just put it together. I
0: agree. I have Rude. And then uh Schwartzman versus Rude. I moved on Schwartzman. Yeah, same. And then we have Chantinoff versus uh Zera. I moved on Laszlo. Zera.
1: Yeah, same. I didn't feel comfortable doing it, but I did. Uh Hatchinoff's. I haven't seen him play on clay, so I don't really know how he's gonna fare in. Jera's we've seen him, obviously. He's good. Yeah,
0: play. yeah. I mean you might worry about fatigue factor, but he's plus one thirty right now. Money line, Jera. Damn. Yeah. That's a good value. I mean, I would I, if you're asking me if I want to lay a dollar fifty with Chachanov versus like taking a shot on Jera plus one thirty. I, I mean I want the underdog there all day.
1: Yeah, I'll take Jera.
0: Okay, so then we have Treveglia versus Corino Busta. Boosta. I got Busta. I got Boosta. I got Boosta
1: going yeah very far, very far, by the way. Okay. So you got Boosta obviously beating Jera, and then Schwartzman.
0: Yeah, so I think we both have Boosta uh, versus Schwartzman in the round of 16, and I went with Boosta. Yeah,
1: same. Yeah, sorry, Diego. And I'm going with Boosta.
0: And I feel like that's uh, the odds will be relatively close. So, and yep. I do, I feel like that's a true toss-up, and I'm 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 rolling Boosta.
1: Yeah, despite fatigue being a possibility, I just don't think that Boosta is like a guy that would. Just bow out like that, unless he's hurt, which I don't think he is. I think he's 100%. I think he can keep his win streak rolling. All right. We have, ooh, 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 Fonini. You always versus, checking that guy's odds, right?
0: Yeah. Versus Kekmanovic. For some reason, Fonini is the favorite, which is insane. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Oh, Fabio, I, I'm not playing
1: it, but I. It, it is intriguing to me where Fonini always lies with the odds makers.
0: I mean, he was a dog against someone way worse than... I mean, look, Kekmonovic has not had a great twenty twenty one so far, but it's mostly been hard court, and Kekmonovic is a clay player. I believe he won Kitzbühel, which was clay, in September of last year, mm-hmm. so...
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I, I don't have a good feeling in my stomach, but I want to take Kekmonovic. Initially, I wanted... Fonini to win only because he had the opportunity to play pair in the second round, which I thought would have been the greatest match of all time. Uh, two dudes that don't care about tennis playing tennis, but I'm going to go with that whole logic thing again. And I'm going to take Kekmonovic
0: since pair lost to uh, Thompson.
1: Yeah. Only because pair lost to Thompson and that ruined the dream. I
0: have uh Kekmonovic actually moving on quite a bit here. This is my, I'm looking for the waves.
1: OK, because, yeah,
0: you know, these these tournaments have been breaking so many different ways uh, as we're doing this now on a routine basis. And we're we're recapping and forecasting, you know, something unexpected always happens. A guy like Ekmanovic is in a, a great place to, to make a little run here.
1: Yeah, I agree. especially the placement in his draw, too,
0: because I feel like he can beat Jordan Thompson. And then I have Krajanovic. Uh, I have him beating Medvedev. And oh, then- OK. And then Kekmanovic beating Krajinovich. So I got Kekmanovic in the quarters.
1: Oh, dang. Okay, so I got Kekmanovic, yeah, facing Medvedev in the third round. And I got Medvedev actually moving on.
0: Well, he hates we should discuss this because I mean, it's widely discussed anyway, but he sucks on clay. And he, yeah, it didn't help matters that he admittedly mentioned this today <laughs> that he doesn't <laughs> like playing on clay. So uh, I don't have
1: very high expectations for med this week. I don't either. I have him eventually losing to Busta, but I still have him winning two matches. He has an easier part of the draw than I think a lot of these other players but I still don't have him moving on that far.
0: I would actually say as the two seed um, behind Djokovic, his draw is easier until boost. Yeah.
1: Hit, like hit up to his quarter, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I mean, it's probably just demoralizing just being in the same half as Nadal too. Yeah. It's like, well, ugh, I got to go over Nadal just to make it to the final. It's like, you're probably just scared of who you're going to play in the final, but not him. He's got to be scared about who he's going to play in the possible semi what, do you, about, yeah, what yes. do you think
0: about yeah what do you think about krajanovic versus Basel?
1: uh i got basilis billy moving on i like krajanovic though i mean he's all right actually you know what i don't really like that guy too much i don't like you those two dudes but i got i think possible really is is the pick for this one
0: i have no um real emotion either way about those guys or or them moving on that far but i do have Kryanovich kind of doing a little run just because i feel like he'll beat Basel and then fading med first round just feels like a call <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i feel like i can't just fade med that quickly so i got med beating Bachelorless philly
0: but if it's i mean if it's medvedev versus kekmanovich kekmanovich is probably going to be a significant underdog and that's going to be a shooter shoot play because uh-huh. that's a that's a
1: prime spot for med to exit this tournament yeah, I mean, you probably got to bet against Med at one point, right? Definitely, definitely.
0: And like, you know what, though, too, though, is um, I wonder, though, if. OK, so let's say we get a boost uh, Medvedev quarter. Um, that's what I'm or, thinking. Or a Schwartzman Medvedev quarter. Medvedev you bet against will,
1: that. Yeah, he'll be the he'll, favorite, right?
0: No, he'll be the dog, I would think.
1: Oh, OK not just by rankings
0: because it just seems like clay is factoring so much into price here.
1: That's true. I mean, if he wins the first two rounds though, or his first two matches, like without dropping a set, I think he still would be the favorite in the quarter against what would possibly be Busta or sportsman.
0: I don't know. I really don't know that if you can get Medvedev at a, at a plus money dog spot there, then I think the narrative shifts. Then I think Medvedev is a pretty <laughs> solid value. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's true. But you want to play to win.
0: (laughs) I like value more than winning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not, not me. Uh, Winning's pretty important. All right, winning is number one priority.
0: Speaking of winning, we have we both have Nadal winning it this whole thing so i think that's a, a good place to kind of wrap this up here we we've we've examined we've discussed we've analyzed rolex monte carlo masters all right Derek, as we're wrapping up here let's do a quick recap what do you think are the best bets so far
1: okay so what i've highlighted I really like uh evans at plus 140 they got her cats it's a minus 150 not the best value but if you're looking to probably kind of scrape something, yeah, that's a good bet. Um, the two o sets. Mm-hmm, that was probably even better. So I'm kind of probably leaning towards that actually. And I like the, the Demon Orb bet. That's uh, a personal one. It's so a plus one twenty, and looking at booblick at plus one ten. So, you got any negatives on those?
0: No, I like uh, I like it a lot those are all great plays and uh might trickle onto the board
1: that's what i'm playing and let's see what happens
0: those are our best bets well derek i've had a blast hopefully you have as well
1: yeah that was pretty fun uh good luck to everybody on their bets this week and good luck to us too
0: yeah check us out um at mp9 tennis is our twitter will be we will be posting our free board plays it had some success the last couple of days so keep an eye out for that we're trending in the right direction finally i'm at carl jr derek is at derek underscore sucks and uh until next time see you on the courts